0: Now, good news for food is the BBC Good Food Show Summer returns to the NEC in Birmingham from Thursday the 15th to Sunday the 18th of June. And among the many top chefs appearing is one who is on a mission to make cooking easy with delicious, fuss-free recipes. These from his debut cookbook Easy, which was published in April 2022, and is filled with recipes for meals that he says anyone can make. We're about to find out because he joins me on the line. Chris Baber, great to catch up with you. How are you?
1: I'm really well, thanks. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: No, it's it's an absolute pleasure. Chris, it's not going to be long until we're at the uh, NEC. Are you looking forward to the show?
1: Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's fantastic. I've been involved for a few years now and it's just such an amazing atmosphere and there's so many great things I've got to say about the show, and it's it's one of them where it's in the diary for the summer and the winter, and I just can't wait. <laughs> now, obviously,
0: you say you've been there before, people will know you from that. You've also got hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. How how did all this start for you, Chris?
1: Oh, it all started, I think, 2016. I literally started taking pictures of my dinner. <laughs> I yeah, I was approached by BBC. There was a daytime TV show for home cooks called Yes Chef like a competition and I entered as a home cook and a contestant and then off the back of it there was a Michelin star chef called Atoll Kutcher who was the judge on the show and he sort of said Chris I know this is a bit of fun but you can actually cook if you want a real job come work for me in my Michelin star restaurant in London so I left Northumberland moved to London started working in Mayfair and that's kind of how it all really got started for me
0: wow goodness me working in some top end places as well Mm. i guess so uh, how did the idea for Mm. easy cooking come about and 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 pick up on my first question as well which is you know can anybody cook Mm.
1: yeah i mean how did the idea for easy come about so i've moved to london i started to work in a Michelin star restaurant which was the most incredible experience, however, what I, it really made me realise, my passion is actually showing other people how to cook, rather than serving fine dining food in a restaurant, because I was missing the followers' uh, feedback from my followers and community online about, oh, Chris, we made your chicken curry for dinner or your courgette fritters for lunch. The kids loved it. It was really easy, and I realised that was my passion. So that that's where that comes from. And I think in terms of can anyone do it? I'm a big believer in, like, uh, no matter who you are, what your ability is, you should at least have access to a nice bit of dinner every night. And for me, it's about removing those barriers. For instance, the book's written in easy-to-understand everyday language. So I don't use chef terms like sauté or julienne, because if you're just getting into it and you don't have much confidence, as soon as you see a word like that, you're Googling it before you've even got started. So it's all just very descriptive, and then... Again, everything just has to be accessible Mm. in terms of where you get the ingredients. Can you buy it in a supermarket? The answer is yes, and just have a bit of fun with it as well. I think number one for me is like put some music on. The more you're enjoying the cooking process, the easier it's going to be, and the more you're going to do it.
0: Have you got a a cooking Spotify playlist? Um,
1: Funnily enough, I have, yes. I haven't thought about that in a while, but it's called (laughs) Baber Flavor, and I started it in lockdown, and it, it became a bit of a thing
0: fantastic I like a bit of music in the kitchen as well so what was family meal times like when you were growing up
1: I mean everyone assumes I must come from some real foodie family but I wouldn't say the opposite but it was very normal you know spag balls lasagnas chicken curries everything cooked from scratch but just proper basic home cooking and I guess family meal time maybe got a little bit more interesting when I started to get into my teens and started to experiment a little bit more my parents worked really hard and you know they were out working late and i'd get in from school and just start sort of making dinner and that's when it got a little bit more experimental should we say Mm.
0: now i i can uh, add testimony to the fact that at least a couple of your recipes chris were the creamy leek and pea pasta um, and one i did with my 10 year old to see if a 10 year old could do it and that was the honey glazed halloumi fantastic
1: Yeah, it is. It's just something for everyone in there. And I think it's like, you know, I come from a working class background in the Northeast. Yeah, I live in London now and there's the glitz and the glam. But when I'm writing recipes, I just think, what would my friends at home actually want to eat for dinner? What ingredients can they get a hold of? And it's very much just like food that you want to eat for dinner after a busy day at work. So not too much hassle to put together, not expensive and I mean, hate to say the word, but it's easy.
0: Ah, now good point. You, you mentioned that you need it quickly, and you, everybody's watching the pennies at the moment, aren't they? Mm. And and some of the top end cookbooks, you know, refer to what can be quite yeah. expensive ingredients. Are you very conscious when you're when you're doing that, and when you're you're doing your videos and things, that people are, you know, a little bit tight for money at the moment?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, referring to those books that you mentioned, there's a time and a place for them, and I've got plenty of those books. And I cook from the on my shelf. But I think for everyday eating, for me, thinking about where I come from and my friends and also just myself, I want to eat something delicious. But I shouldn't have to spend a fortune every night. And I think one of the joys is we live in Great Britain. We've got some amazing seasonal British produce. And something I'm big and passionate about is eating seasonally because it tastes better. And it actually costs less. Mm. So something like asparagus, when it's in season, there's an abundance of it. So it's everywhere. That means the price can come down and it tastes so great. You don't even need to do much to it. So I think eating seasonally is one of my big things around eating, um, not on a budget, but just – getting the most for your money
0: the dates for your Diaries are Thursday the 15th of June to Sunday the 18th of June at the NEC in Birmingham lots of information on the website bbcgoodfoodshow.com forward slash summer and of course information on how you can book tickets uh, and remember that tickets also get you entry in the brilliant BBC Gardener's world Live event um, Chris what are you going to be cooking at the show?
1: Oh, I think I'm going to do some courgette fritters with poached eggs. Courgettes, bang in season again, like I've already said. They taste great and they don't cost very much because there's an abundance of them. And it's a nice sort of brunchy thing to do. Really simple and a great one also to get any kids involved with. Make a very simple batter with the grated courgette, fry them off lightly, then a nice poached egg on the top. Summery sort of brunch or lunch idea.
0: You see, my mouth's watering already just at the description oh. you've given chris and and a lot of people are thinking about dining outside now aren't we i mean uh, it's getting warmer summer is here we like to get out in our gardens and stick the barbecue on or eat outside top tips from you chris for for eating outside al fresco uh,
1: i think don't put too much pressure on yourself especially if you've got a a gathering you know make large things that can be put down in the table and shared whether it's salads pasta salads you know just big sharing dishes and then anything a bit more um that takes a bit more hard work you know maybe do that on the barbecue but make sure there's always food available to keep the crowd happy Mm,
0: absolutely and and have a have a drink while you're doing it as well
1: oh that goes without saying
0: (laughs) i've got this great image of you in the kitchen dancing around to your playlist with it with a glass of wine as well creating these dishes for, for lots of people is that about right
1: I mean, yeah, you hit the <laughs> nail on the head with that one. That, 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 that's how it should be for everyone, you know. Enjoy it, especially if you've got people coming around. Don't don't stress out about it. Think, what am I actually capable of making? And another one, this question always comes up at Christmas, you know, when you've got a group of people. But ask other people to contribute. People are generally quite open to. Someone might bring dessert. Someone might bring a few bits for the barbecue. Just try and share the workload a little bit.
0: Mm gives you more time to enjoy the chat and the company as well, but with good food, doesn't it? That's, Absolutely. Uh, that's a big
1: consideration.
0: So, Chris, a lot of people come to the show and they try to emulate what they see uh, that you and the other top chefs are doing. And the first thing they do when they get back home, they've got your book, obviously, they open the kitchen cupboard, and they it's either like mother hubbard it's bare because they don't really cook very much or it's lots of like in my cupboard lots of stuff that's been past its sell by date since 2008 yeah um what are the key things what are the key store cupboard ingredients that people ought to um to have as
1: staples chris i mean one thing i'll always have in the cupboards is onion and garlic because how many recipes is step number one fry some onions then add some garlic it Hmm. seems to be like a staple that you can't go without and then I'm big on, like, the dried ingredients, so, like, tin tomatoes, even things like lentils, pulses, and then dry ingredients, pastas, rices. And then if you've got a well-stocked pantry, you only ever really need to pick up the fresh ingredients, which means if you live in London you haven't got a car like me, there's less to carry home with you. So (laughs) I think it's worth doing a delivery of all the bulky stuff and then, you know, just buy the fresh as and when.
0: It's also, for a lot of people, it's worth – seeking out the local butcher or the local fishmonger if you've got one isn't it I mean I know we shop for convenience nowadays but there is a, a lot of additional pleasure to be had from from chatting to somebody like that and getting some really good quality uh ingredients
1: for sure and I think it well a few reasons for that it's nice to support locally um if that meat is coming from from a local area I think you know in terms of sustainability by no means I'm a vegan but I think, in my opinion if we all ate seasonally and locally we're doing our bit and that that's my view on it and it's also nice to build the relationships with people like your butcher because the amount of advice you can get just from having a little chat over the counter and it's also a good sense of community so i would urge anyone to source out your local suppliers and uh support them when you can
0: hmm. what about new ingredients chris have you come across things in uh, you know in the past couple of years or so that you've not used before or new things that that you've tried and not oh. uh, not used before
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple. One of them was tempeh, which is, I'll be honest, I'm really not a fan. I think it's a bit Marmite. It's like a fermented soya bean and um, a lot of vegan recipes seem to call for it instead of certain things. And yeah, that's something I've tried and I don't think I'll be trying again, to be honest, (laughs) but... uh... Each to their own on that one.
0: Absolutely. Um, Thursday, the 15th of June, to Sunday, the 18th of June at the NEC in Birmingham. Stick the date in your diary. Lots of information on the website. BBC Good Food Show. Dot com forward slash summer. Lots of information on there about all of the other chefs you can see. James Martin, Ainsley Herriot, Nadia Hussain, Michelle Roux there, the Hairy Bikers. Uh, and of course, uh, Chris Baber, who is going to be cooking as well. Um, now, Chris, uh, a lot of young people come to the shows and obviously they watch the television programmes and, and many of them will be your followers on social media. And a certain number of them may want to emulate what you've done. They enjoy cooking at home but perhaps they haven't got the the advantage or the privilege or the opportunity to meet somebody like Atoll Kutcher. What would you say to them? What advice would you give to them if they were thinking of, of uh, ah. cooking as a career?
1: I mean, I think the one thing you mentioned there about they don't have access to these people, I think one of the massive benefits I've gained from social media is the ability to connect with others, whether they're top chefs, people that cook at home. It's so easy now to reach out to people And just make those connections. So I would always say ask. I'm a big believer. There's a saying where I'm from, shy Ben's getting out. So (laughs) ask questions and also practice. If you are at home, you know, try something different every night. Just challenge yourself. And I think just building that network of people around you if you can. And if you really want to take it seriously, you know, go and offer to help other people. I remember when I first came to London, I would turn up places for a day or two just to Ask, can, I, can I help out on a shoot or help behind the scenes or whatever it might be? So I think just work hard and ask questions and um, just practice and enjoy it as well. That's a key thing. If You've got to enjoy it or I don't think there's any point in doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Do
0: you have a hanker for a hearty Hexham breakfast, a fry up maybe or something or or pies for the evening, whatever it might be? I mean, there's lots of great produce up in Northumberland, isn't there?
1: Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. I think, um, well, where would I go with that? In the northeast, you got um, ham and peas pudding, which is a, mm. a classic. But for me, it's just like a good Sunday roast. That's the thing I sort of, <laughs> I would say I crave the most. We've got local vegetables, amazing farms and agriculture around, some local beef. Um, you know, just keep it simple for me. But there's one thing I do always have when I go back to Hexham. There's a local butcher's and they do this hot beef and gravy sandwich and it's obviously locally sourced beef it's roast they make their own gravy and they put it in a floury bun and that is like a taste of home for me
0: Uh, comfort food we all need comfort food chris don't we it's the best. <laughs> and just finally, lots of opportunity to talk to producers at the show as well as watching you and all the other um, top chefs there and also trade stands who bring a lot of the kitchen equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a, a kitchen full of equipment, about 50% of which I yep. use. Um, key tips, if anybody's wanting to buy somebody a present from the show or they're wanting to, to improve their cooking, what bit of kit do they need, Chris?
1: Oh, for me, it's got to be the basics. You can't, it's no good buying all the fancy mixes and stuff if you haven't got good pots and pans. And uh, there's an amazing brand called Hexclad that are going to be supplying all of the kitchenware this year. I work with them, and they are the most incredible pans that come with a lifetime warranty. It's a hybrid of, say, an old-fashioned cast iron. You get that durability, but you get the amazing sear you would get in a stainless steel. But it's lightweight, and you get the convenience of a non-stick. goes in the dishwasher, super easy clean. And... Um, you know, I've been using them about eighteen months, and I always say invest in the staples and then go from there, and that's a pan that'll last you a last you a lifetime, absolutely.
0: Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you so much for your time. Don't forget everybody. It's the Thursday, the fifteenth of June to Sunday, the eighteenth of June at the NEC bbc dot com forward slash summer is where you can get all the information. Chris, it'll soon be upon us. Lovely to catch up with you.
1: Thank you so much.